Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Point Podcast. Really glad you've joined us. My name is Todd Stiles. I'm one of the pastors at First Family Church. And today's Tuesday, September the 19th. And we're going to look back not only at last week, just for a moment again, but I want to expand our look back in this edition of the Extra Point Podcast and look at a couple of things from the last couple of weeks. Here's why. I contended two weeks ago that one of the most misunderstood and misapplied verses in all of the New Testament was within our paragraph for that week. It's Philippians 4.13. It's nestled within verses 10 through 14 for its context. And we understood it to mean, obviously, it's more about, and I think uh, about our, our contentment, not our achievement. You can go back and hear that. We made a strong case, and I still contend that uh, it's not meant to simply use a blanket over anything we want to achieve. It's designed to help us understand that we can learn to be content no matter what the situation. And, and that's really what Christ in us as our strength is sourcing us to be able to do. Well, believe it or not, in the next paragraph, verses 15 through 20, is another one um, of the most misunderstood and misapplied verses in the New Testament. I find it intriguing that there's two of these within 10 verses in Philippians 4. Uh, This is a promise in verse 19 in which um, often folks have used it to falsely convince others that God will just give them anything they want. If they consider it a need, if, if they desire it, just ask God, He'll give it to them. It is a promise that God will supply all of our needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I'll not back away from that. But it's not this uh, long pull that we use to leverage God to give us just anything we want. It's not a promise aimed at our prosperity at all. It's a promise aimed at our necessary provision. And so we see some contrast in both of these uh, verses that I think have unfortunately been misused and misapplied. The first one being that it's not about our achievement, but our contentment. And the second one meaning that, uh, and being pointed at the fact that it's not uh, our, our prosperity, but our provision. It's not about our greeds, but our needs. And in fact, we even understood some things about the context of this promise. I'll review those for us briefly in case you weren't able to um, be a part of our Sunday teaching time. Uh, it is a promise aimed at those who are in Christ, who are already um, sacrificially giving to the work of Christ. The word needs there is a word used for material possessions, um, and no doubt Paul received um, material financial help from the church. That's what it's referencing, but the word is also used throughout the New Testament to describe spiritual needs. In fact, Paul does describe um, the desire he has to see the Philippians experience eternal benefit from their gift. And so the word is often used to describe more than just physical needs. Um, And so Paul here is aiming at something bigger and deeper and more necessary than just something we want externally. Um, We even quoted Mark Keown, and uh, I think this is a really good summation of this promise that it's not a guarantee of present material prosperity, but that God will provide believers with all they need so they can do all things through Christ. Remember, these two uh, often misunderstood verses, they are closely related um, in context. Their proximity is very close. 
within a set of 10 verses. And Mark goes on to write this, that God will supply in the present every resource the believer needs to persevere in the faith no matter what they face. I I love that summary. I think it's accurate. It's contextual. It fits, of course, the overall narrative of Scripture. Uh, And so we just were able to address within the last two weeks two verses that rightly understood they do give us great hope. They give us a great anchor that God will strengthen us through Christ to be content in every situation. And in those very situations, God will give us everything we need to persevere and endure. And so I'm sure we could extrapolate more and converse and discuss more about these two. I just think it's very helpful to understand that within these 10 verses, Paul does accurately give us some wonderful promises that we can stand on in the midst of every single aspect of our life. On the heels of both of these um, messages, I did receive a very intriguing question. Uh, They were very grateful for understanding these better and within context and and probably having a, a more accurate understanding of them. But they asked me, they said, how then should I verbalize these promises especially verse 13, they said, what's the language to use so that I don't make it about achievement, so I don't make it about, you know, my success? How do I word this then? And so I want to answer that question on this edition of the podcast and maybe give some um, concrete suggestions, maybe give some um, very practical pointers in how to pray and how to talk to God while standing on these promises. And I'll even choose some um, environments that actually have been used in the wrong way in re- uh, regarding verse 13. So here's what I would suggest, again, just a suggestion, just a pointer that's very practical on how to pray these promises. I would um, use this kind of phrasing. Um, because of God's promise, I can learn to be content no matter how this, and then at that point, fill in the blank with the situation that you're encountering at that moment. Let me give you some examples. You could say this, Lord, help me learn to be content no matter how this job interview goes. You see, that's different than, okay, through Christ, I'm going to have a great job interview. Now, I'm not against positive thinking in that regard. I'm not at all opposing uh, the idea that we do our best, we prep, we go in, Um, really aiming for a a good job interview in this case. I'm not against that at all, but I think there is a difference, and I'll be very frank with you here. I think there is a difference in the posture of the heart when we word it with an aim towards contentment no matter what happens as opposed to success that depends upon me. I mean, let's be very honest here. There are times, and it could be about a job interview or it could be about another environment, where you will prep, you'll do well, you'll do your part. There's been no you know, slackness on your end. You haven't been lazy or complacent. And yet, for whatever reason, things don't go well. It could be that um, you know, it was just simply an injustice. Uh, it could be other reasons that even in spite of your good efforts, things don't go as you think they should or as even they probably should have. What do you do then? Do you say, well, well, I guess, um, you know, God didn't give me the strength I need. See, this is the problem with misunderstanding and misapplying this promise. Instead, let us aim it towards what Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, 
was aiming it at, and that is this kind of prayer. Lord, I, I can learn to be content no matter how this job interview goes. Lord, I can learn to be content no matter how today unfolds. Lord, I can learn to be content no matter how this difficult conversation goes. Lord, I can learn to be content no matter how this athletic competition winds up. Lord, I can learn to be content uh, no matter how this endeavor um, winds up, you know, uh, unfolding in my life. You can pick your situations, whether it's a difficult conversation with a workmate, maybe one with a spouse or your children. It could be a job interview, maybe a job situation, a job transfer. Uh, It could be a pregnancy. Uh, you, you can name your situation. All of our lives are filled with them. The, the goal is not to assume that the promise is aimed at your success and achievement, but aimed at your contentment no matter how it unfolds. And again, we're not assuming that um, we've been lazy or complacent, and neither should this promise breed that. But we must aim it at the right end result. And the end result of Philippians 4.13 is contentment, which is really what 4.19 then promises, that in those moments, God will supply all our needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And there will be no lack of supply. There will be no shortage when it comes to God giving us every single resource we need, both materially and physically, to do what He asks us to do in situations. It may not result in our success horizontally or humanly, but it will result in our contentment spiritually. And I trust this connection between 413 and 419 within the 10 verses that supply the context for these two promises will be a comfort and a joy to you today so that you can live and face every situation knowing that God will give you the strength to do uh, all this And that in the middle of doing all this, which is being content no matter the situation, He will supply you with everything you need to do it. May your life, may my life be vertically focused and God-centered in response to these two promises from our Lord.